Amen. Last week after Angela spoke, I was driving home with my daughter. And I said, okay, the previous week we had Jeanette speak about transformation. Uh, this week we heard about uh, renewal of mind. What do you think is going to be next week then? And she said, um, victory? I said, out of the mouth of babes is the word of God confirmed. <laughs> and today we're going to listen to a kind of dialogue about living a victorious Christian life. And let's see where God leads us. Uh, we'll start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we gather here today to worship you and to seek your face, to listen to you, to have a fellowship with you. And Father, all we ask these days is that uh, every word that comes out should be a word from you to enlighten us, to guide us, to bless us, to encourage us and to uplift us, O oh Lord. So we pray your presence in our midst today, and as I speak, O oh Lord, let it not be my word, but your word, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Last week I was watching something with my wee boy on the screen, and I thought, hmm, that's the origin of democracy. Where Peppa Pig and her friends, <laughs> they were all there, and there was this carnival going on, a kind of a gala day. And the children were, uh, the, the queen of the carnival was the one that was doing the rescue. And there was an emergency, and she had to leave. And Pepe and her friends, three of them came up, and they were struggling for the seat of the queen of the gala. And they couldn't, I want that seat, I want that seat, I want the seat. And eventually, somebody came in and said, okay, you have to take turns. Who goes first? And then the first person goes, the second one goes, the third one goes. And I sat back there. I said, wow, that's the origin of democracy. We agree to come together and elect a leader to be there for us. But as Christians, unfortunately, we don't have that privilege. The privilege we have is theocracy, where God always reigns supreme in our lives. Amen. To live a victorious, a victorious life, especially in an uncertain time like we are living through. Recently, we've been through pandemic. Uh, in our workplaces, we feel the social injustice. Everybody has an opinion, and some can voice their opinion more than others. Um, financial instability. Growing disquiet everywhere. We live in a world of political correctness and you cannot even say what you want to say, you have to say it in certain ways to make sure that you conform, kind of. We as Christians, we are in the midst of it. And somehow, we have to live our, our lives as Christians, we have to show the love of God in the midst of all this and still maintain our integrity. That's a lot going on for us, isn't it? But I will say this morning, once you have Christ in you, it becomes easy to navigate. There's a guy who lived in the days past, his name is Daniel. 
and he lived in a very troubling time, so much so that they got them together, took them on to Babylon, and uh, they were being groomed. They were brought to the king's table, and he, they was, him and his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were supposed to be eating all this food and drinks and all that, and they need to stand up. I said, no, we're not going to eat all this food. Just give us vegetables. They lived their lives the way they should. You can remember the whole story of Daniel, how he stood for what he stood for, being thrown into the lions then, being everywhere. But you know what? The Bible records that his level of intelligence was such that 10 clever people equals to one Daniel. That he reigned in the top offices of the then Persia, Babylon, and all that, under three different kings. But yet in all, Daniel maintained his integrity. So if we stand today and we say, we cannot because of the kind of world we are living in, that's fallacy. Because Daniel lived in a situation where he was thrown into the lions, then he maintained his faith, he went through that, he was taken out of there and he rose to the top office. He seen a bad dream, he was not afraid to tell the king what it is. The, king, the, the dream happened, the king became like a beast into the forest and back, the same king came back and promoted Daniel. Hallelujah. When you maintain your integrity, when you live your life the way you should, there is nothing to fear. Because God is with you. The week before, Jeanette spoke about transformation. And she said, Jesus is the only hope we have. She told the story of the guy who was possessed. And then he came out of it. And he got his senses back. He became calm. There was a verse she, she read that day that touched me a lot. She went through a few verses, but this one is the most prominent one for me. It's one that I use in my prayer all the time. It's Isaiah 43, 2. It says, when you pass through the water, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Wow. What a promise we have to live a victorious life. Now, even under normal circumstances, we are fine. In blazing situations we will go through, we are fine. In severe weather conditions we go through, we are fine. It will, you will not be touched. What a promise to hold and something to carry with you to go through your life and not be worried because of where you're going or what your boss says or the situation you're going through or your financial condition or anything at all that surrounds you. Hold on. As if that was not enough to carry me for the next whole year, Angela came up here and blazed me away. She spoke on changing our thoughts to change our lives. And through the changing and renewing of our minds, we can overcome fear, anxiety, uncertainty. We renew our minds, we put our mindset in a way that we know 
Now, these things don't touch us. They come to us as it's nothing. And again, Angela used another verse, Romans 12, 2. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Hallelujah. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Wow. Are you stuck somewhere in a ro- that you begin to think that, whoa, uh, what can I do? How can I go through this? Is your mind constantly taking you through fear? How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to pay my mortgage? What will I do? My child is in school. I can't pay the school fee. And all that kind of fear and negativity begins to bog you down. Or do you have a health condition that makes you think, oh, I'm living with this condition. How am I going to survive it? Am I going to die? Angela made reference to that kind of stuff, that that kind of negative mindset actually generates that situation in your body. Can we begin to explore and realize that we stand above these things and we are in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus and that all these things belong under our feet? To live a victorious life, we need Jesus. We need the grace of God. We need the peace of God in our hearts. From God the Father, from God the Son, from the Holy Spirit of God, who is constantly in us, resetting our mind. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And when we are struggling with these things, all we need to ask is, Request that the Spirit of God give you the enablement to go through this period of struggles. And he will. Because whatever we ask, he says that he will do. Seek and you will find knock. The door will be open unto you. I'm sure it's one of the mantra we had as young people in the Christian life. Matthew 7-7. A victorious Christian is the one who seeks God and tries to please him in all ways. A victorious Christian know God's will and God's desire and obeys them. And there's a natural flow in you that makes you abhorrent to sin and makes you stick with things that are right. And that's what we call righteousness. And without faith in God, it is impossible to please him. For when we draw near to God, God draws us near to himself. You must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who seek him diligently. The overflowing effect of our faith in Jesus is that it enables us to walk victoriously. The Bible says that we are strong in the Lord and his strength is ours. His might is ours. And yet it goes somewhere else 
And he says, the Lord will enable us that even the lame will take the prey. When the giants are fighting and destroying, and you feel weak and without strength, God is promising you that you will take your prey. There is no stopping you. Because as a Christian, you are victorious. Hallelujah. The Bible declares that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. In Christ, there is no weakness. Because when we are weak, we are made strong. When we are laid back, the power of God moves us forward. Faith in Christ Jesus is the key. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandment and his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. If you are born of God, you overcome the world. There is no ifs, there is no buts. It's given, it's a gift. You have to renew your mind and know your position. A prince is not a prince if he doesn't know he's a prince. A king does not rule if he does not know that he's a king. When you know who you are, that you are born of God, and that the strength has been given to you, the ability to overcome the world has been given to you, no wall will stand in your path. You go over here. Victory in every facet of your life. A lot of people truly find their inner strength in Christ during period of weakness. When we're sick, when we are sad, when we feel vulnerable and we are alone, then we begin to tap into the promises that God has laid in stock for us. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. By his spirit that dwells in you. This happens the day the Holy Spirit took his place in our lives. He revitalizes us. He makes us impregnable to every form of Arrows that the enemy might throw at us. Arrow of diseases, arrow of sadness, arrow of weakness. In all situations, we will be maintaining our peace. Why? Because we know who we are in Christ Jesus.
now unto him that is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think. Unto him be a glory. When we ask that is so little, he can do exceedingly abundantly more than what we can ask or even begin to imagine. That's the word of God. Are you holding on to these words? So for you to have abundance is in the will of God. Because when we have in abundance, it glorifies God. He intentionally revealed himself as the El Shaddai, a super abundant God, a God of plenty. When Abraham had no hair, the promise was made to him that his generation would be like the sands of the seashore. And today we are grafted in as heirs, as children of Abraham. Can you begin to imagine this man being there without a single child and being told the whole sand, uh, uh, if he can count the sand on the seashore, then he has his generation. That's what he has. He needed to change his mind and begin to tune into what the promises of God are for his life. Are you doing that? Or are you stuck allowing the devil to dictate to you what you can be or what you can't? If Abraham had stood back, my wife Sarah is old. I am getting old. I don't have a child. This is a lie. The devil will hold on that and take it forward. But the faith of Abraham was counted for him as righteousness. So there are reasons why we may not be living um, victorious lives as Christians. First one is ignorance. To be uninformed is to be deformed. We need to keep filling up ourselves with the promises of God to know what we are able to do to inform ourselves about who we are, what we stand for, what we are able to do, what power is behind us. The creator of the universe beyond what we can see or imagine is our God and he has called us his very own and he has raised us up and he says, my son, this is who you are. You are victorious. My strength is yours. My power is yours. But if we allow ourselves not to know these things, then we live less than power. Lack of proper understanding is another one. You have some kind of knowledge about it. You're not sure if it is real. You're not sure how to get it. Mm-mm. The Bible says that uh, if you straddle between the two ships, uh, eventually you will fall into the water. We need to have a clear understanding of who we are. And the third thing that stops us as Christians from from living victorious life is unbelief. You know these things, but you don't believe them. If you don't believe it, then it doesn't work for you. 
When you read the scriptures, believe what you read. Know that this is the word of God. God says that I value my word even above my name. So when you imbibe these words, know it's true that God is incapable of going back on his word. Once he says it, that he will do. So when he says anything concerning your life, that will happen to your life. Just tap into that promise and say, Father, this is what you say to me. I need this promise fulfilled in my life to move on victoriously. And basis for victorious life. The Bible says we are overcomers. Overcomers means whatever obstacle you come across, whatever thing is coming to you, there is nothing restricting you. You go over everything. And the next thing that helps us to live victorious life is Christ Jesus himself. He says, I come to give you life and to give you it in abundance. Abundant life does not mean some restricted life as a Christian being hidden in your room, just reading the Bible and not mingling and not doing anything. It is about you going there and you're dying and having a good time showing who you are and enjoying yourself and making impactations within the communities you're mixing with, with your cliques of friends. Let them know who you are. Let them enjoy your presence. Because as Christians, we don't have any negativity. We don't have any evil in us. So when you go and show who you are, what it is is that you make more friends, you make more family, you have more good time, you're enjoying yourself and you're bringing people out of darkness into the light of God. So why do we need to cower away? Why do we need to hide our identities as Christians? Why can't we go out and say, this is who we are. We are children of God. We have brought the good news. You will have good time in the presence of God. And God is not about timidity and hiding away. Because he has given us the, the power to be bold in face of all situations. Bible says we are no longer slaves to sin. To those who give their lives to Christ, sin is a thing of the back. It says there's therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So you go about and you start thinking of what you've done when you were young or some silly things you've done and the devil uses that to screw in and say, hey, you can't tell me you are a Christian, you who did that. Do you remember what you've done? Do you remember you were drunk? Do you remember you committed some kind of atrocity? And he, he's good. He's an accuser. He's a, another name he has is accuser of the brethren. He looks for things you have done and he brings it back to your mind and he keeps on cocking you till it makes you feel inadequate. Use the word of Jesus. Get it behind me. We are no longer slaves to sin. Sin has no hold over us. Hallelujah. We are triumphant. 
because Christ causes us to triumph. Triumphant winners, people who are in charge, that's who you are. Do you exhibit, do you show that victory that you have? Or do you allow yourself to be withdrawn into a corner? You need to jubilate. You need to enjoy. You need to flourish. Because that's the power that has been given to you already. So you have an idea for business. Go for it. Don't be timid. You have a job you need to look for and you feel, I can do that job. Don't look at your resume. Oh, the other guy who's going to apply for it is from Oxford University and I'm just from Aberdeen, so it's not going to work. Go for it. Do you have health conditions? Table it before God. Are you having financial issues? Go on your knees. He has given you the victory. He says he will do. Lay claim to his promises. The next on the list says, we are more than conquerors. Not just conquerors. We are more than conquerors. A conqueror is not somebody who stays back in his room and he's just quiet. There's nothing to conquer. It means that tribulations will come, trials will come, tests will come, the devil will do. But in all these things, the Bible says we are more than conquerors. It means we will win and win and win again. And when the devil comes again, there's one assurance is that we will have that victory. We are conquerors. Hallelujah. Through Christ Jesus. So, as a victorious Christian, we live by faith. The faith in God. Trusting God for all things. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. You have to trust in God. That's the biggest secret of a victorious life. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, there is a separation from God. People say sin is the biggest separator from God. No, I would say it's faith. Because when you sin, you can always come back to God and say, I'm sorry. And when you sincerely apologize, God forgives you. But when you don't have a faith in God, there is no remedy for that. Because there is no coming to times. Maintain your faith in God. The Bible says we must be holy unto him for our God is a holy God. Hallelujah. Holiness is non-negotiable for a victorious life. You cannot be doing what the people of the world is doing and expect to have victory over them. We must be separated. We must be doing what 
is acceptable, what is agreeable, what is peaceful, what brings joy within our communities. We must show the love of God within our communities. We must be separated for God. And that is a must as children of God. That is not a big recipe for living a victorious life. Thirdly, we must be prayerful. We have a song we used to sing as children, prayer is the key, prayer is the master key. And Jesus started with prayer and then with prayer. In every situation, he says, in every situation, make your request known for me, to me. And the peace of God will guide your hearts and mind, says the Bible. So do not neglect to pray. Prayer is not just when you go on your knees in the morning and hands clapped together, raised up to heaven and mumbling away for some one hour or something. Prayer is simply your relationship with God on the go, all the time, anywhere. Father, help me. Father, give me idea. Father, guide me through. Just keep talking to God because he is with you. He says, I am with you even on to the end of the age. So you don't have to be in some special closet to begin to pray. Prayer is your relationship, constant communication with God, your, your fellowshiping with God, your, your cry out to God, your thankfulness to God. Your, anything you do, just remember God in your head and begin to thank him and begin to give him praises and begin to ask him to give you enablement. And in order, he will guide you through. He will enable you. It is not by your strength or by your power. It is by the spirit of God. I think I've used that scripture over and over today. Because that's where it all comes from. The grace of God, the spirit of God, the peace of God being in us, guiding our hearts, directing us at all times. It makes us not to have a step that we take wrong. All our steps are continually says, if God is for us, who or what can be against us? For we, hallelujah. Begin to renew your mind. Begin to feed yourself with the word of God. Begin to pick in his promises, his direction, his tutelage. Because God teaches us when we are in certain situations, he gives us that illumination, that understanding to know what we need to do and what we ought not to do. And his presence in our life gives us that calmness in face of trouble. And you come into a place and where there seems to be trouble and strife and worries, there is kind of calmness arrived because you just happen to be there. It's not your strength. It's because you are tapping into a higher power. I 
That's the verse I was quoting earlier on. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty, or the lawful captives of the just be delivered? For thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty will be taken away, and the prey of the terrible be delivered. For I will contend with him who contends with you, and I will give safety to your children and ease them. Amazing promises. God is saying this morning, he will contend with whoever contends with you. What a victory we have in Jesus. Any situation that wants to stand in your path, God says, I am there for you. Are you in that dire situation? He is there for you. Are you jumping into your car and driving away? God is with you. Are you having people coming against you and trying to plot against you? Oh, why would they hid in rage? How, how have they come and convened against, uh, and plot evil against the anointed of the Lord? The Lord says his wrath will rise against them and he will cast them away. Why you worry? Keep declaring the word of God. And there was farming in the land, and the Lord appeared and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee. I will be with thee, and I will bless thee. Isaac was in a situation where he thought, This land is becoming barren. There's farming. I need to move. And God commanded him to stay in that land. If you go into Genesis 26, 1 to 3 and onwards, you see from there how God blessed Isaac so much that the king of the land now asked him, you are becoming too powerful for us. Can you please move aside so that we don't fear you anymore? Because his wealth went off the roof. His population begins to grow. Everything around him was a success. He would dig one, one well. He would dig the next one. They would come and fight him. He would just move, leave it for them. Go to the next one. They say, mm, we will leave this guy in peace. Keep declaring the word of God. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his leaf. So whatever you are saying to yourself, keep saying it. What you say is what you see. If you are in ill health, keep on declaring good health. If you are struggling financially, keep on declaring prosperity. If you are having mental, emotional ill health, begin to speak unto it and tell it to disappear, vamoose out of your life. And that will happen because what you say is what you get. Keep declaring the word of God. The Lord is good to us all the time. And he will never let us down. So I'm going to leave you with these pondering words. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him that loved us.
Declare to yourself that my faith is strong and prevailing. I dominate the circumstances of life, living triumphantly through my meditation and constant confession of the word. I know that God is with me. His word is in my mouth. His word is in my heart. And constantly, because I have God with me, I am not shaken. I will not be shaken. Hold on to God. And victory is yours. So, before I leave this podium, I will say, are you yet undecided on who you are? Have you given your life to Christ? If you're online and you have not given your life to Christ yet, I plead with you this day. To give your life to Christ, it is not just about the life after this life. It's not just about heaven. It's about life now. When we say we live victoriously as Christians, it is not about our expectation of the future. It's our living now. We actually enjoy our lives without trouble, without anything. We have peace in the face of all things. So I will encourage you, if you want to give your life to Christ today, you can speak with me later. If you are online, just indicate to us. If you're watching us on YouTube or wherever, just indicate to us there and we will get in touch with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word today. I pray that it is the good seed that landed on a fertile soil. That it will achieve that which you wanted to achieve, giving us the confidence to know that trusting in you and being in you, that you have called us your very own and you have brought us close to yourself. And that in you we have victory in all circumstances. So I pray, Lord, that you be with our people, everybody that gathered here today, that your peace will be with them, that your presence will be with them. And that you will guide us and you will not let us to take misstep in anywhere. You will be the lamp unto our feet. So we bless you today, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So I say, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord turn his face towards you. May the Lord give you peace. Have a wonderful week.